Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, you can open up to Mark chapter 2. It's great to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Mark 2, verses 1 to 12. He entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, They let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Sons, son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, When Jesus perceived in his spirit, he did perceive in his spirit, that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of all of them, so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. I want to speak this morning, the title, Visible Faith. Talk about visible faith this morning, faith that is seen Faith that is observed, faith that is noticed, faith that is evident and obvious. The text reads that Jesus saw their faith, faith that is seen, faith that is evident, faith that gets noticed. Jesus is in the house and many are gathered together and there is no room for anyone else to get in. The Bible says that there's not even room at the door. There's no room, but there was a need. In this account, in the scriptures, there's no room, but there is a situation. There's no room, but there is a paralytic. There's no room, but there were four men that believed in the impossible. Can I remind us today that faith makes things possible, not easy? Faith makes things possible. The New King James Version, he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. 
And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When it seems like there is no way, faith finds a way. When it seems like there is no hope, faith, faith finds a way. When it seems like there is no way, faith carries on. When it seems like there is no way, faith climbs. When it seems like there is no way, faith takes the roof off the impossibility. Can we receive that today from the text? When it seems like there is no way, it's impossible. Faith takes the roof off the impossibility. These men were desperate to get the man on the bed to Jesus. Not just close to Jesus, but right in front of Jesus. Not just in the vicinity, but right in front of Jesus. Undeterred by the crowd, undeterred by the packed house, undeterred by the obstacles, undeterred by what they were seeing, because when we walk or move by faith and not by sight, soon we sense a new way open up, a way that perhaps has always been before us, yet hidden from the common eye. When we walk or when we move by faith and not by sight, she looked like it was impossible. How to get this man to Jesus, how to get this situation right before Jesus. The house was filled, not even room at the door. The message reads, Jesus returned to Capernaum and word got out that he was back home. A crowd gathered, jamming the entrance so no one could get in or out. He was teaching the word. They brought a paraplegic to him, carried by four men. When they weren't able to get in because of the crowd, they removed part of the roof and lowered the paraplegic on his stretcher. The Passion Translation, when they realized that they couldn't get, they couldn't even get near him. Because of the crowd, they went up on top of the house and tore away the roof above Jesus' head. And when they had broken through, they lowered the paralyzed man on a stretcher right down in front of him. Did the men know what kind of response they would receive? Did these four men know what kind of response they would receive for breaking into the meeting with their faith? for taking the roof off the place with their faith? And the answer is they didn't know. All they knew is that they had to get this need to Jesus. They wouldn't accept impossibility as their answer. And Jesus responds to their faith. Verses 4 and 5 in the New King James Version. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. The message impressed 
by their bold belief, or we could say impressed by their faith. Jesus said to the paraplegic son, I forgive your sins. In the Passion Translation, when Jesus saw the extent of their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, my son, your sins are now forgiven. You say, whoa, hang on a minute. Son, your sins are forgiven? Don't you mean, son, you're healed? You see, the most important thing and the greatest miracle is that sins are forgiven. That people come into right relationship with Jesus Christ. This is a far greater miracle than healing. This is the great concern of Jesus. This is the great concern of the gospel. And so Jesus performed first the greatest miracle one could ever hope or ask for. And I, I just exhort the church today, let us never forget the greatest miracle of all. Son, daughter, your sins are forgiven. Verses 5 to 12, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he arose, took up the bed and went out in the presence of them all so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying we never saw anything like this. The Passion Translation reads, Who does he think he is to speak this way? This is blasphemy for sure. Only God himself can forgive sins. Jesus supernaturally perceived their thoughts and said to them, Why are you being so skeptical? Which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are now forgiven, or stand up and walk? But to convince you that the Son of Man has been given authority to forgive sins, I say to this man, stand up, pick up your stretcher, and walk home. Immediately the man sprang to his feet in front of everyone and left for home. When the crowds witnessed this miracle, they were awestruck. They shouted praises to God and said, we've never seen anything like this before. And our text in the message, why are you so skeptical? Which is simpler? To say to the paraplegic, I forgive your sins? Or to say, get up, take up your stretcher and start walking? Well, just so it's clear that I'm the son of man and authorized to do either or both. He looked now. Look now at the man and said, get up, pick up your stretcher and go home. And the man did it. Got up, grabbed his stretcher and walked out and everyone there watching him. 
They rubbed their eyes, incredulous, and then praised God, saying, we've never seen anything like this. Again, just focusing on this for a moment. Jesus forgave the man's sins, the greatest miracle, because of the faith of four men to get this, to get this paralytic in front of Jesus. Not just close to Jesus, but right in front of Jesus. Jesus forgave the man's sins, and then he used physical healing to prove to the skeptics that he did have the power to forgive sins. And I'd like to say in this place this morning, just so it's clear today, Jesus is authorized to do either or both. In this place, he is authorized to do either or both, to forgive sins and to heal. This is the God we serve. This is the Jesus we serve. This is the Jesus we approach, that we bring the situation to, that we carry the hopelessness to. If Jesus would have just healed the man, it would have been amazing. But the full truth of who he was and is needs to be known and is to be recognized. He is not just a healer of physical bodies and conditions. He is the healer of the spirit, soul, and body. He is the healer of relationship with the Father. Jesus is the forgiver. He is the forgiveness. The greatest miracle. Verses 4 and 5 in the New King James Version. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. The message reads, impressed by their bold belief. In the Passion Translation, when Jesus saw the extent of their faith, and I'd just like to ask today, and I'd like to say today, I wonder if Jesus is impressed by faith. I wonder if faith pleases Jesus and impresses Jesus and gets the attention of Jesus. I can only picture that moment. There he is preaching. The house is packed, and all of a sudden you look up, and there's some noise. Something's going on. You see, I feel like what Jesus is saying, you know, Jesus is waiting on the breakthrough. And I hope you can wrap your mind around that this morning. Jesus is waiting for his people to break through, their faith to break through. Jesus is actually waiting on the breakthrough. Oftentimes it's us, we say we're waiting on the breakthrough, but Jesus is waiting on the breakthrough for our faith to get past the impossibility. That when we see the impossibility, we go further, we move, we walk, we climb, we carry. We open up, we break through, we let down the need, the situation right in front of Jesus. I wonder how many of us would have gone to that extent that day. The extent of your faith. When Jesus saw the extent of their faith, when Jesus saw their faith, Jesus was impressed by their faith, by their bold belief that if they could just get this man, just get this need, this situation, in front of Jesus, the things would change. 
I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying to us this morning, be desperate to get people to Jesus. Be desperate to get people to Jesus. I wonder if we would have carried the paralytic so far and said, well, you're out of luck, brother. Hopefully we meet up with him another time. Can't you see the impossibility? We ourselves can't even squeeze in the house. How are we going to get you in the house? You and your stretcher. But they were undeterred. Because faith finds a way. And it might just be a way that was always, always open to us. But we couldn't see it with the common eye. But as we begin to move, walk by faith and not by sight, the way begins to open up. They were undeterred by the packed house. They were undeterred by the obstacles, undeterred by what their eyes were seeing. They were desperate to get this situation, this circumstance, this man, this desperate need in front of Jesus. You know what the Lord is saying to us today? When it seems like there is no way, carry on. When it seems like there is no way, climb. When it seems like there is no way, take the roof off the impossibility. Take the roof off that your faith gets noticed. And in this place this morning, the roof could speak to many things. And if there is a roof on our Jesus, it's time that we take the roof off. For there is no ceiling to Jesus, and there is no limit to Jesus. Faith takes the roof off the meeting, the ceiling off the encounter. Faith uncovers the miracle power of Jesus and discovers the miracle worker, Jesus. Faith breaks through and breaks in. Faith moves confidently knowing the reality of who Jesus is. Faith finds a way. We'd only believe. What of the extent of our faith? Do we possess the kind of faith that gets noticed? The kind of faith that pleases Jesus? The kind of faith that impresses Jesus? The kind of faith that takes the roof off of our Jesus? How many have put Jesus in a box? Are content with serving a Jesus that has a ceiling, that has limits, that Jesus has no limits? Verses 4 and 5, so when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic son, your sins are forgiven you. I want to encourage all of us here today, no matter how old we are, no matter how long we've been at this, I feel like the Spirit is saying to this church, let your faith break into the meeting and change someone else's life. Let your faith take the roof off the meeting. Let your faith take the ceiling and the limits off what we perceive as possible. Change somebody else's life. And change your life. 
If it means we have to climb, let's climb. The paralytic couldn't. If it means we have to labor, let's labor. If it means we have to sweat, let's sweat. If it means we have to carry in prayer and praise and carry into church, let's carry. Let's take on the spirit of these four men that looked at the impossibility, looked at the packed house, looked. They looked and maybe for a moment they questioned, how can we do this? But they were moving by faith. Pretty soon a way opened up. Let's just, let's just take this to the roof. Let's open up the roof. Someone else's forgiveness and healing may just be on the other side of our reckless faith. Even as we're in church, someone else's forgiveness and healing may be on the other side of our pressing in. Reinhard Bonnke said these words, as you know, he just recently went to be with the Lord. What a great man of God. Listen to these words. As I waited for the time for preaching, I said within myself, oh Lord, she doesn't have faith. How's this going to work? I don't know if you've ever been in a meeting like that. If you're on this side, there are meetings like that. As I waited for the time for preaching, I said within myself, Oh, Lord, she doesn't have faith. How's this going to work? In a moment, the Holy Spirit spoke back to me. Today, it's not her faith. It's your faith. You are going to see a great miracle. This idea was too big for my theology in a nutshell. She didn't have faith, but my faith was enough for her miracle. Immediately, my mind raced through the scriptures. Could I find an example in the New Testament that would demonstrate that Jesus healed someone based on the faith of another? Suddenly, it came to me, the story of the paralyzed man who was let down through the roof to Jesus. Wow. Your faith matters. Our faith in the house of the Lord, it matters. Our faith as we carry people to Jesus, it matters. Our faith. Our faith as we carry situations to Jesus, these impossible things to Jesus, our faith matters. Jesus didn't even recognize the faith of the man on the stretcher. Do you have faith? Even faith is a mustard seed? No, it says when Jesus saw their faith, And so I just want to encourage us with that today. Your faith actually matters more than you think. Our faith, how we approach, how we carry, whether it's people, needs, whatever, our faith is we carry friends to church. So we bring them to church. Look at what visible faith accomplishes. You know, I wonder how thankful the paralytic man was that the four men didn't give up at the apparent sight of impossibility. So they believed a greater reality. They believed the true reality. The faithless would call for a reality check and let impossibility have its way. 
But those that have faith, press on. Those that have faith, carry on. Those that have faith, climb. Those that have faith, take the roof off the impossibility. Maybe that's a word for you today. I don't know what your situation is or your circumstance, but the Lord is saying walk and move by faith and not by sight. It looks like it's an impossible situation, like there's no way. And God is saying just carry on. And as you move in faith, as you move in faith, a new way is going to open up. A new way is going to open up, a way that perhaps has always been there, and in this case, always was there. But they did not see until they began to move. I feel that. I really felt that in the prayer room, even for those that are in business in this place. I, I don't know what that means to you today, but you've been praying for something, and it's just like impossibility, impossibility, impossibility. How's this ever going to work? God's just saying, just carry on. Just move forward. Move by faith, not by sight. Because the impossibility that you see, the apparent impossibility, we know that there is no limit with God. But the apparent impossibility that you see would love to cripple you, love to keep you from carrying on, love to hinder your climbing and stop you from climbing, love to see you never take the roof off the impossibility, would actually love to see you put a roof on Jesus. Lord, I thought, but I don't know. Jesus is saying today, carry on, climb on. Get bold with your faith and reckless. I love that they didn't just knock on the roof and say, yo, Jesus, we're up here. They just began to peel the roof away. They peeled so much of the roof away that they could lower down the man on the stretcher. You know, we, we'd be maybe a little bit bold. We'd peel one little tile away or whatever it was back then and say, can we meet with you after the service? We got Anita up here. And we'd be really quiet. These men just pulled the roof back. They didn't care what was going on. They didn't care. And you say, should you interrupt Jesus preaching? Well, I don't know. Jesus doesn't lose his train of thought. He can pick right back up where he left off. But I want to encourage the church. We hear messages on faith all the time. Would we take our faith to the next level? Show some extent. Would we get bold in our faith? Would we start to move like never before? Carry like never before? Climb like never before? Peel the roof off? Get the need in front of Jesus? I wonder how thankful. Wow. That paralytic man was. I wonder, if, I wonder if he became a climber. I wonder if he became one whose faith broke into meetings. The man now forgiven and healed had met with the right Jesus, a Jesus without limits. And I want to say today, and we know it well, but would you hear it afresh? We serve a Jesus without limits. We preach a Jesus without limits. We present and we confidently make known our Jesus without limits. The Lord is calling. He's calling us to visible faith. You can have the worship team return today. That paralytic would have remained a man dead in sins and bound to a stretcher had the four men not had a working faith. Faith without works would have failed in this case. James 2.14, what does it profit? My brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works, 
James 2.26, faith without works is dead. That's what the Bible says. And just so we're all clear, that's the New Testament. Perhaps too often we are standing on the outside. I really believe the Spirit said this, and I'm just going to share it with you this morning. Perhaps too often we are standing on the outside hoping Jesus will perceive our faith rather than see our faith. Perhaps too often we are standing on the outside hoping Jesus will take a stroll outside. When faith is visible, Jesus sees and Jesus responds. Right in the middle of whatever is going on, we see here that a man receives salvation and physical healing because visible faith broke into the meeting. Visible faith broke into the meeting. And so I want to apply it to this place right now because this is where we're at in this moment. How do we break into a meeting with faith? We press through the crowd. I just felt this morning during worship, and this has nothing to do with what I'm seeing at all. Some need to catch the spirit of what's happening up here in the younger generation. And it might just mean that you have to push past your ceiling, your limits, and get up to the front. Press past the crowd. So focused on the crowd, checking out what other people are doing. Push past hindrance and distraction. Take it to the next level. That's a word for some here today. How can we break into the place? We climb above the crowd. We climb in prayer and praise and worship. We take the ceiling off our prayer and worship. And we get what is immobile in front of the one who has no limits. Right in front of Jesus. We move in the natural. We physically break through into the spiritual until the spiritual becomes the most real thing. And all impossibility is cleared away before Jesus. I love this. Jesus didn't remove the roof, did he? He knew something was going on. How could you not? If right now somebody was peeling the roof off this place, we'd all know something's going on. He just waited. I mean, I don't know what else went on. I can just read the text. I'm not going to fill things in, make things up. I can just see him just waiting, waiting for the breakthrough, waiting for their faith to break through. And all of a sudden, the stretcher comes down, and Jesus does what only Jesus can do. Would we take on that kind of spirit of faith? It's time to show extent. Peeling back the roof. Peeling back the roof. Taking the limit off. Until all we see is Jesus. We no longer see the impossibility. We no longer see the packed house. We no longer see that there's no way in. We no longer see the roof. All we see is Jesus. All we see is Jesus. Let's stand this morning. Just going to begin to lift up this song. You just press in right now for a few moments.
you know the Lord is speaking to you, if you feel the Spirit speaking to you, that it's time to become a faith worker. It's time to join the company of the four. It's time to take your faith to the next level. You know that we need to become those that need to carry and climb and take the roof off. Maybe you hear this morning and your Jesus has a ceiling. Your Jesus has a roof. Your Jesus has limits. I don't know what that means to you, but you know that that's, that's speaking to your heart and your spirit right now. Your Jesus has limits. It's time. Just take the ceiling off, Lord. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. That could be traditionalism that you've come out of, a form of religion that you've come out of. Jesus is saying, just take the limits off. Take the limits off. Take the limits off. Take the limits off. If you're skeptical right now, take the limits off. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, make us those that press in. Make us those that have great faith, oh God. Fully confident in who you are, Lord. That we move fully confident, knowing who you are that that reality is more real to us than the perceived reality we see. For when faith sees impossibility, faith finds a way, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.